Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 24th of July 2023. It's Gary here again and I hope you have all had a great week and enjoyed both of the friendly games that we had and the third kit launch for next season which the club confirmed, I think it was today, that it's been met with extraordinary demand. I wonder why it's probably nothing, nothing to do with the colour I'm sure and uh, with all of that I hope you are also very excited about what's to come over the next wee while and now here's a wee thing I'm in, I'm joining you this week from the wonderful town of Invermere in British Columbia as Leo and I are here for a week we arrived yesterday just to unplug and relax and get the chance to, to chill and uh, hang out together for a boys week and we have some cool things planned for the week but the main thing is to quite honestly fully recover from the exertions of Toronto 23 and really recharge before season 2023-24 kick off. So with all that said, um, of course nothing, almost nothing takes us away from producing the NASA Weekly Update for you and I'm delighted to be bringing it to you from a lovely place. So if the if the sound's a wee bit different, I'm not exactly in my, my regular recording place but I still have all the equipment with me and everything should be a-okay. If I have a chance, at the end of the pod I'll give you an idea of literally what just happened in the last hour here. Only if I've got a chance. I don't want to make it too long for you folks for this week or not, but oh, oh my god. I don't know. In terms of the pod for this week, it'll be the the regular stuff, a wee bit of a wee bit of game stuff, a wee bit of RTV stuff, some conventions, some communications, and that will do is of course um, a shout out or two as well. So on to the the game segment, the, the most important activity on the games front from this past week was our learning today of, of who our potential opponents would be in the UEFA Champions League third qualifying round and we did learn today indeed that it will either be Genk from Belgium or Servette from Switzerland with the ties to be played in a couple of weeks. I guess that would be either the 8th or 9th of August and then the return leg being confirmed for the 15th of August and I you know I think that any of the latter stages of, of qualifying the draw is always going to be difficult but on paper or maybe just by reputation is probably a better way to say it it, it could have been worse with us avoiding the likes of uh, both Marseille and PSV Eindhoven now PSV Eindhoven of course we took care of last year before our ill-fated run into the Champions League but uh, you know it's better to maybe get a wee bit of a of an easier one there there are some schools of thought out there of course that that uh, we play better against the better teams but I don't think that Michael Beale is going to have us in any way complacent as we lead into these very very important ties and like like the first league game of the season these games are coming up very quickly as well so it's good to to get an idea of of who it's going to be and then we can build into the competitive games coming thick and fast in pretty much no time at all here and that's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about the, the, the friendlies. That's two of the four public friendlies down with a bit of mixed fortune and, and, and fortune in terms of the results, but some very much needed game time against quality opposition and also a chance for the new players to bed in. And, and, and I think this is quite important, you know, to see and feel a packed Ibrox as well. I don't think that we can underestimate the, the importance of exposure and experience to a packed Ibrox stadium because I can imagine that no matter where you came from or where you played that nothing can be quite like being on the field with a boisterous Ibrox support cheering you on or 
giving you other types of styles of <laughs> of pointed messaging through through the game. And I've I've been fortunate enough to stand in the, the centre circle of an empty Ibrox with my dad and my nephew Callum and I can only imagine what it's like to have it full and at fever pitch. And and that's why I think these friendlies at Ibrox specifically are, are so important, especially as I say for for the new players. But if you've listened to the podcast semi-regularly, you'll know that friendlies just don't ring my bell. I only really care about the competitive matches, so I don't pay too, too much attention to anything other than the score and just a wee bit of an overview into, into how we played. Um, the rest bears little significance on the actual competition that we'll be entering, so I just, yeah, you know, I just can't get myself up for them, and that's just the way that it is. Anyway, we endured a 2-1 defeat on Tuesday evening at home to a very good Newcastle team who enjoyed... Uh, Sorry, then we enjoyed a solid 2-1 win against Hamburg on Saturday. So a reverse of that as well. It's kind of funny with all these new attacking lineups that we have and new players that we have that we've got Fashion Sakala and James Tavernier scoring with a penalty <laughs> to, to win us a game. You know, but that's that'll get different, of course, as the season goes on, I'm sure. So a 2-1 defeat and a 2-1 victory. Not too bad, I think, overall. And the next two that we have is this Wednesday, July 26th at 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time. That's 7.45 UK time. And that's at home to Olympiacos. Now, I have a guy I work with who's Greek. So once I found out he's European, my first question is, do you like football? He says, oh, of course. He's a bit of a Liverpool fan for some bizarre reason. But I said, what's your Greek team? Do you have a Greek team? And he says, yeah, this is like, three, four, five months ago. He says, yeah, I like Olympiacos. So as soon as we drew the, the friendly up against Olympiacos, I contacted him and we now have this bit of a friendly rivalry going on. He's actually on holiday right now, but he took the time out last week to message me and say, just to let you know, I'm still on holiday for another few weeks, unless things go our way on the 26th, and then I'll be reaching out to you. So we've got a little bit of needle going on there on the friendly stakes. So maybe we're starting to get a wee bit of the competitive juices flowing and that gives me a wee bit of a buzz as well. He's a good guy and I hope that his team gets spanked on Wednesday night. And then we finish things off from a friendly perspective away in Hoffenheim on Saturday the 29th of July. Now I checked, somebody dug me up. I can't remember if it was on email, it was on text, maybe on the WhatsApp group, I'm not 100% sure. And I think they were correcting me on the time of the kickoff, but the time is is 10.30 Eastern Standard Time kickoff. It's a 3.30 UK kickoff time as as far as I can tell so if I got it wrong a couple of weeks ago I'm not 100% sure or maybe I'm reading it wrong now or something like that but that's what time I'm pretty sure that it is so so hopefully and um, I don't I don't mess up anybody else's scheduling for for the weekend and you get that organized as well and then as I mentioned after that it's kind of settling down bedding in and Michael Beale selecting his squad and team for for the first game of the season, boy, it's, it's coming up quick, and I will talk more about the uh, the first Kelly game as we as we get closer to that next week as well. For RTV, we communicated the vouchers to every club who had responded to us. I mentioned the clubs last week that were in delinquency, which was Milton and Toronto Number One, and we also requested the details of the individual vouchers from the clubs who are subscribing to RTV for this season and I see those trickling in slowly but surely. Next up will be correspondence related to the game the game fees 
for the season and we have game numbers that we'll be using for subscribing clubs and we've got three buckets of, of clubs we've got folks that have subscribed to all games we've got fo- their folks folks at clubs of course subscribe to weekend only and clubs that have subscribed to just games that are exclusive to rtv and then we will have uh, we, we do have a solid guesstimate of, of what your club costs will be for the season then we can discuss and agree on, on your individual payment uh, terms for the season as well some clubs like to pay up front in full some like to split the cost over a couple of payments and we can be flexible but we do need to know so that obviously you know relies on the clubs responding back to us and the reason we've done the correspondence related to RTV specifically in a staggered fashion for the season is that every year some clubs will answer us and maybe just answer one of the questions but not with another and then we're kind of sifting through emails to try and decipher what's been answered what hasn't so we'll get incremental information to to help set up clubs for success so the first one was what are you subscribing to the second one is give us the details for your individual subscribing members who want an individual voucher and the third one will be how do you plan to pay and we will have that email out on the payment early probably about midweek this week I guess now that that it being um, just after 8pm on Monday that wouldn't be qualifying for early in the week then so please stay tuned for the club emails for uh, all of the correspondence that I mentioned and then hopefully we can get this all wrapped up uh, this week or very very early next and then we're in really good shape for the season starting the week after on the shout outs firstly and 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 most poignantly today was the news that we kind of woke up to over here in North America anyway of the passing of former Rangers player Trevor Francis at the age of 69 and it was confirmed on one of the articles that I had read that he had succumbed to a heart attack and I think it was in his his holiday home or his, maybe he lives there now in, or lived I guess I should say in, in Marbella and it's oh, you know it's just heartbreaking news for him, for his family and friends at, you know 16 like at, 69 is, you know, that's a, that's a healthy life, but in this day and age, especially for an athlete, especially for a guy, you know, who, who made his living, you know, being fit and, and healthy is, is just, I don't know, it seems a little bit more heartbreaking um, to, to, to hear that uh, for that. And I don't know about you, but when I, when I first heard about it, you know, it, on, on, I think it was on the NARSA WhatsApp group this morning, I think Brian Campbell had posted something. My first thought was he can't have been that old because I, I mean I remember watching him play and, and I'm not that old so um, but sure enough 69 is is what he was and as I say yeah no age at all one of the one of the genuine British gate, uh, greats of the game in, in my opinion and with the main thing mentioned on any articles that I read today being. Yeah, the fact that he was Britain's first million pound player in the game, which is just incredible to think with the transfer fees. I mean, I think that was like late late seventies, you know, like nineteen seventy nine or something like that. Please don't quote me on that if it's wrong. But it's just incredible with the, with the transfer fees banded around these days. You know, way back in the day, that was a, a phenomenal figure. It still is today. You know, even for 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 us. And he also won a small matter of a couple of European cups, scoring the winner in his first final as well to to win the cup. And he was by Graham Souness and played um, just over 20 games uh, for us but in that 20 games I think it was 23 the total number he solidified his legendary status amongst the fans didn't he and it's funny how that can happen with certain players and and he was he was just class by, by all accounts and, and, a, and a terrific guy too so such a shame so on behalf of Narsa I feel like I'm saying this a hell of a lot these, day folk, these days folks uh, on behalf of Arsa, I'd just like to pass on our sincere condolences to, to the family 
of of Trevor and friends, of course, and, and to the, the footballing community at large. I also wanted to send a get well message to my love Erin after she's basically had a bit of a torrid time of it with some health issues over the last wee while and the latest and greatest one was a kidney infection or mild kidney failure or whatever it was they called it at the end this past week or so. This ended up with us being in the emergency room as we call it over here in North America for anyone listening in Scotland or the UK it's accident and emergency this past Saturday during the Hamburg game actually so I was getting updates from a variety of sources on what was happening there so um, kudos to the bears that were giving me those updates and you know I, I say I don't care about them but I want to actually know what's happening during the game as well <laughs> anyway we had some logistics uh, to get her and the help that she needed and I, I just want to extend a, a massive thank you to my sister Debbie for coming and stepping in while I had to take Leo to compete in the Alberta Summer Games Athletics competition in the afternoon and I am glad to report that Erin is indeed well on her way to recovery now and is actually now has travelled over to Ontario to visit her family. She was well enough to travel today but hopefully she's going to convalesce over the next wee while so get well soon my love never a dull moment eh? oh my word on to Leo. Now I mentioned him in the games there. He competed in the Alberta Summer Games and you know, what What basically happened is this is an invitation only, so it's basically for the best of the best athletes. Now, on the club that he competes with, he didn't make the grade, so to speak, but he, he did enough of a splash in his first season that an adjoining zone that's all kind of zoned off in Alberta for the Summer Games had contacted me and said, look, we'd be interested in having him compete for us. So once I checked with his existing coaches to say, is this a wind-up? Is this legit? This is not as legit. They'll, they'll try and fill their roster with other people. We got a chance to be engaged. Now, I didn't realise quite how serious it was. It was kind of like a mini Olympics. It was, you know, there's tons of different, I think it was like 2,500 athletes involved in it. And there's lacrosse, there's football, there's rugby, there's American football, there's there's a whole, I think field hockey was in it as well, and, and just like, a, as I say, multi-sports that was involved in it. And I thought, right, we'll just take him down and we'll get him organised. He was volunteering on Friday, so he couldn't make it down on Friday, but we'll just take him on Saturday. He can compete what he can compete in, and that'll be it. And they were like, nope, you need special dispensation. You're not allowed to be off-site. He has to stay on the campus with everyone else. He's not allowed to leave. So I kind of blinked at the coach a couple of times, and I was like, cool. He's leaving anyway, so we'll see you <laughs> some other time. So we got him registered on Thursday night, took him back on Saturday. He didn't have the, the best of, of high jump competitions, got 15 centimetres lower than his personal best, so he was in a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a funk leading in to the under 16s 4 by 100 really which was a little bit later in the afternoon around about, around about 5 o'clock I think they actually ended up uh, kicking that one off and then lo and behold my beautiful baby boy, baby boy gets a bronze medal in his final race of the season in the 4 by 100 so he is now statistically the fourth fastest runner uh, combined runner for 4 by 100 of course in Alberta a bronze medal he was absolutely thrilled I was beyond proud and uh, you know I don't even try and hold that sort of stuff in when it comes to him and he got the biggest of hugs and cheers when he came over and suitably embarrassed of course but you could tell he was he was delighted as well so what a way what an absolutely fantastic way to to end his athletic season with a bronze medal and uh, I'm a very 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 proud dad I'm very very absolutely delighted for him as well talking about him 654 days and 93 weeks until he's 16 and been able to stop volunteering 
sharing start earning. However, we did have a conversation last week where he was telling me that people that, that are at Westside are actually getting paid for some of the work they're doing because they actually went and says, I'm not interested in volunteering, I want a paid job, and they're younger than him. So he can go and be a lifeguard if he goes through his, his, his swimming lessons and his, his you know tests and things like that. So we are now going to pursue that. So I might get to actually take this off the the this, uh, the shout outs for each week because I'm sure that people are probably getting bored with it. So we're going to try and see if we can get him earning a little bit earlier so that he can start to be a little bit less grumpy about the fact that he's not earning as well. So looking forward to that. I'll update you on that as we go forward. For a convention update for this week for NARSA 2024, I can officially confirm that it is 311 days and 44 weeks until the start of NARSA 2024 in lovely New York City. That is assuming we can confirm the dates of the 30th of May to the 1st of June, which I'm going to be super clear here again, folks. We have not formally confirmed as yet. Again, similar to the last few weeks, we are continuing our negotiations with the hotel. The contract... This particular contract is structured slightly differently than than what I'm what I'm used to. It mo- mostly just using different wording for things that are normally pretty standard than other contracts, and I've been doing this for quite a wee while. So you know you get a little bit of a of a routine going with with some of the language that they use. But all that said, we are down to the last two things and one of the two things you won't be surprised to hear I'm sure is the alcohol pricing and the structure for that and this is obviously key for us and we're working very very hard to get an appropriate solution that's going to be palatable for both the hotel and more importantly for our guests and as I as I mentioned on the last couple of shows the hotel had placed a, a date of a deadline date of July 20th in the contract as the last day for signing under what was then the current concession conditions but that has been extended as, as the delays the delays certainly are not at the NARSA end and they're kind of um, a wee bit bogged down at the hotel let's just say so it's just it's just timing and and, and the timing it takes for clarifications and, and pricing and clearer language in the contracts that takes days going back and forward going back and forward going back and forward and I have to say this is officially the longest negotiation that I've, I've been involved in with with NARSA but as I say, we are getting very, very close on this one now and, and maybe by next week we'll be talking about absolutes in terms of property and in terms of dates as well. So to reiterate, we are targeting the 30th of May to the 1st of June 2024, but with no signed contract yet, I need to be super clear that we do not recommend anyone booking any travel until the ink is absolutely dry on the contract. That means you, Debbie. Yes, that means you. So yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that for for this week and hopefully the week's passing of me saying maybe this week will be behind us kind of shortly and then we can get moving on with the actual planning and logistics. And these are the things we are working hard, of course, to make an exceptional experience at a price point that is palatable for everyone. So, you know, I think, I think it's going to be worth it when we get there, but it is frustrating that we don't have that one over the line just yet. On the communication front for this week, just a, just a couple of things to, to cover here that I thought would be of interest. And firstly, I'm sure you, you probably saw the interesting situation that emerged just last week there with Viaplay. And Viaplay are basically just... What, lipstick on a Satanta <laughs> or something like that you know it's just really just bought Satanta and then just kind of rebranded it to Viaplay but uh, and how, how they plan to end the partnership with uh, with all UK broadcasters but of course the one that makes the most 
um, or is most compelling for us is, is the, the Scottish Football um, the Association for broadcasting both domestic cups and the men's international games as well. And one of the quotes that I saw from Viaplay had said, we will exit Poland, Baltics, UK, US and Canada and refocus on the Nordics and Netherlands. And that was from the CEO Jorgen Madsen Lindemann. And he says, we will exit in the form of disposal, partnering or winding down the business. We have initiated a strategic review for international markets, including the UK, where we will seek optimum solutions for our operations, including partnerships. And until then, it's business as usual. What our customers can watch on Viaplay today will be there tomorrow too. So I don't know how pending this is or not. And reading some other articles here and there, it looks like there's not going to be a, a massive financial hardship here for uh, for Scottish football, but it's just more administration that we don't need. And it's just, you know, it's very interesting what happens when you have a custodian committee for the SFA or the SPFL, you know, managing major TV deals and it, and it becomes very apparent over a number of deals that, they, that these folks just don't, they don't know what they're doing. And I don't mean to sound critical or smart after the fact or anything like that but the current hierarchy just seemed to stumble from bad deal to bad deal to bad deal and the only consistency is their inability to, to look after the game via appropriate TV deals for for our nation uh, as a whole so I guess I guess we'll see what happens over, over the next wee while but I don't know, prepare for Sky to come in and scoop that up which maybe wouldn't be the worst thing to happen in terms of you know quality of broadcasting but I can't imagine that they're going to want to pay over the odds for that, and they might come in and, and you know get an undervalued or, or pay an undervalued fee uh, for for that, with it being the conditions that it's currently in. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that one goes in the sigh bucket, man. That is just not good at all. Uh, one last thing is, I just did want to reiterate that we will be communicating uh, for NARSA member clubs and individual members of NARSA clubs that are in good standing. The ticketing process to request tickets, we're having a bit of a flurry right now because it's summer, people are travelling back and with the fixture list now becoming clearer and clearer as each week passes, then we're getting a few requests in. So we're, we're going to just re-communicate that. I'll work with both uh, Brian Campbell and Lorraine Spence on that one just to get that. We'll definitely get that out this week so that you'll know what the process is like to follow um, so we can get that wrapped up and get it a wee bit more tight as well because it's a wee bit be a bit loose right now because it, it relies on me for quite a lot of it and I just kind of <laughs> I just do it then I forget who I've asked for and I forget what's been asked for and and then we, we kind of go from there so we'll get that out um, a little bit later this week as well okay so I said that I was going to give you a wee bit of an overview of what happened to me in the last hour it's actually probably within the last 90 minutes now so it's kind of old news I guess but since we've got a wee bit of time Leo and I this is Monday this is of course the uh, the, the 24th of July so this is day two of our holiday and we got up this morning we went for a lovely wee 5k run in and around the town it's a gorgeous wee town here and in Vermeer we came back we hung out I did a wee bit of rangers work and then we got ready we went to a lovely golf course and we got, I got a chance to golf nine holes together and just brilliant absolutely wonderful we weren't that great at the golf we we're not we're not quite there yet but it was a great time just to be with him just to spend some time on a monday afternoon golfing we came back we had a wee chill out again and then we headed over to windermere lake which is literally just around the corner from the apartments here and we just drove the car over and got the stand-up paddle boards out and we got them all inflated got ourselves organized 
and then we go into the lake and we're just messing around the lake, jumping out, jumping in and all that sort of thing. And then I said, you know, it seems like the wind's picking up a wee bit and I didn't even get my sentence finished and then I was in the water at the time just kind of hanging on to the paddleboard and the paddleboard flipped right over and, and I grabbed it. I already had it attached to my ankle anyway so it wasn't in any danger of going anywhere but I had some stuff on top of it and one of the things I had on top of it was a t-shirt, for example. T-shirt got a wee bit wet. Another thing I had on top of it, and there's these wee elastic things so you can kind of just kind of fit it, fit the stuff underneath it. Another thing that was on top of it was my phone, which was in a nice wee protective case thing that wasn't making gonna, gonna get it wet. So that's no problem, that's kind of cool. The third thing that was there in a wee Ziploc bag were, was my car keys. Yeah, my car keys. Now they didn't really suffer the same fate as my t-shirt or my phone. They decided to sink to the bottom of the lake. Now this was like a monsoon that just came in. So, <laughs> so I'm like, Leo, look, look where the keys are, look where the keys are. And he's like, what? What is it? He didn't realise the board had actually flipped over. So he's like, why would the keys blow away? It's just a bit of wind. So yeah, I have a car that is now parked over at Lake Windermere that it's going to be there all night. I'll probably get a ticket on that to, to say you're not allowed to park here overnight. The golf clubs are in there, my sunglasses are in there, the keys for the bike rack, the bikes are on the back of the car are in there, the golf clubs are in there, and all of our sunscreen is in there as well. So that is just ace, you know, from almost being the perfect day to now having a wee bit of hassle. Thankfully, we've got some friends coming up over the next couple of days, so we're only going to have to do without the car for a day or so, and then we'll get that organised. But I have my pal Scott Cooper going to go and grab my spare key tomorrow and bring it over at some point tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, and then we'll just never need to talk about this again. These things happen even to people like me, folks. So there, hopefully that gives you a wee bit of a, <laughs> a crumb of comfort. Oh my God, you would not believe it and as soon as it happened I was like well there's nothing we can do we'd be as well going back I did a wee bit of research there's not a lot I can do without the spare key so thankfully as I say we have some some other pals coming over to be close to us in the area so we'll get a chance to have a good laugh about this over the next couple of days with a couple of beers <laughs> oh jeez eh? you know what never a dull moment as I said a little bit earlier there as well Okay, my friends, that will do it for this week. I hope that gave you a little bit of a chuckle. As always, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very, very, very much for taking the time to listen. Please do recommend this to anyone that you think might enjoy it and we'll get the community growing. And until next week, here's to our final preparations for the new season being done and dusted. Here's to me getting my key back and access to my car again. And here is to us really genuinely getting the battle fever on for our quest for 56 and then some. Until next week, please do take care of yourself, folks, okay? All right, cheerio.